The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Like it's just Monday though, even though it's already at the middle of the week, it's kind of weird for me. Because this morning I started my day in Philadelphia. Now here I am, all the way back over here on the West Coast, from the from the east to the west. It's like a Tupac Biggie, you know, East Coast versus West Coast <laughs> week for me. Um, yeah, I started my day in Philadelphia, flew city of brotherly love where I was there. I told you about it last night. It was at this amazing event, Third Continental Congress, hosted by Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch. It was amazing to be there. I'm proud to say 40 speakers yesterday. There was a news outlet that was there. And guess whose speech they pulled some sound clips from? Hmm. Could it be moi? Yes, it was. Yes, indeedy. And I was talking about First Amendment rights and I was talking about social media. And then today, what happened? We had Trump filing a lawsuit against big tech. We got to talk about that tonight. Um, have you guys heard? We've been very critical of the FBI now for a while about their investigative tactics. They've cracked the case of the Lego the Lego set and John Cardillo, a favorite of mine, and many people know John. He's got like 300,000 followers on Twitter. Phenomenal TV and radio commentator will be here to weigh in on that because he actually uh, was featured in a Fox News article today on a tweet of his. So he's going to weigh in on that. We had an assassination of a president of a country. The president of, of Haiti was assassinated. And now the U.S. government's talking about sending military troops in. To shore up Haiti. So here we go again. Should we be, should we, here's a question for you guys today. A couple questions. You can weigh in on anything. 888-344-1170. What do y'all think uh, about Trump's lawsuit for big tech? Do you think it has legs? Do you think it's going to have any impact? Are you hopeful about that? What are your thoughts on that? As well as whether or not you think the United States military should be used to secure Haiti. 888-344-1170. And the man who has had much to say to me about another topic, about the door-to-door campaign going on, and I'm not talking about somebody selling cosmetics or vacuum cleaners. I'm talking about the, the campaign to get you jabbed is none other than my man. It's DJ Petita Skins. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include and across the board. DJ DJ Potato Skins. I want to point out that I think the Trump social media uh, purge, as I'm going to call it, is a great idea. I wish somebody would have done this long ago, and I will... Put it like this, with the exception of the election that blindsided every American, quite frankly, Trump doesn't do anything unless he's certain he's going to win. This thing definitely has legs, and this is should have come a long time ago. Yeah, well, what, uh, there's a couple of things I want to point out for here. I think this is a brilliant strategy because how, what is the what is the left been doing with um, their strategy to? Um, push all of their agenda through at, at at every level. They've been using the courts, right? 
They've been using the courts to push through anything that they want. We've been saying this for a while here on the show. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I was so disappointed. We've been talking about how the, the left has, has uh, amassed so much power in the Department of Justice, not just the FBI and the so DOJ. Quickly. Yeah, but also in the courts themselves. And because if you can get these dictators in robes, right, to rule your way, then it's considered precedent, right? Even if it's at the lower level, even if it's at, um, say, one of the uh, uh, appeals courts or a district court or a circuit court, let alone the Supremes. And it's also the way in which they bully Americans, right? They sue you. Oh, they intentionally target a Christian bakery, right? And they go in and you either bake a cake and participate in their wedding or they're going to sue you and run you out of business. That's the strategy. Bury you with legal fees. Bury you with legal work. Drag it out. Distract you. Make it impossible for you to conduct your business. So I love that as a strategy. I was at, but I was actually, it was mentioned to me when I was in Philly that this was coming by somebody who was there and was in the know. And they asked oh, really? me, yeah, and they asked me if I wanted to participate. And my initial gut reaction was, I'm not sure I want to do anything that's going to end up resulting in shoring up Facebook and Twitter and Google. I think they need to be completely destroyed and blown to bits. For what they've done? Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. I'm not interested in a resolution being that Twitter just puts Trump back on. I'm not interested in a resolution that has Trump staying on Facebook. After what they've done with their electioneering, with their persecution of Americans, the deplatforming, the demonetization, the fact that even if they put Trump back on there, even if they stop banning people, they're still allowing these sites. They are partnering with the government to spy on Americans. I don't think Trump would even go back on there, Andrea. And as he, I'm paraphrasing, said today, uh, he's not in there for a settlement. He wants to get this done and take these people and hold them accountable. Well, that's true. But he did mention at one point in his speech that he wanted to be reinstated. That was one of his goals. And I think that there's a reason for that. And I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily busting him for that. I mean, the reason why they banned him was because of his influence, right? Because they have to control the message so that they can control minds. That's why before they banned him with what was going on with the coronavirus, with the fact that he had wised up to what was going on with Fauci and the CDC and the NIH, as well as the fact that 75 million voters all knew before we saw the first piece of evidence that 80 million Americans did not vote for Joe Biden. That was crap, right? So control message and you control minds, control minds. You can control the outcome of the elections. Uh, so I think that hopefully the legal strategy here is to get millions and millions and millions of people signed on to this class action. Uh, the upside to that will be that it, it even though um, Zucker and, and he's also filed these lawsuits, not just against the organizations, the companies of Facebook, Google and Twitter, but he is suing Zuckerberg, Dorsey and et al um, in their personal capacity as well. So they could be broken. They absolutely could be broken. And they I, deserve to be. And they deserve to be. I, so so my gut reaction, initial reaction to somebody asking me if I wanted to, to participate in this is I, I want them crushed. I want everybody to get off of Facebook and Twitter ultimately because they do not deserve our business. You know what's and, sad, Andrea? I like the Twitter platform. I just, I like the layout. But I enough was enough. And when all of this went down, I said, no more. I can't well, do this. Well, I, you know, from the censorship, when they started, it, 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 and, and not just the censorship, but they're allowing themselves, they've got Islamic terrorist groups on there. They've got the Chinese Communist Party on there. They're pushing out propaganda all day long. This is evil going on. Allowing doxing children. Look at what they did with the Catholic, with the Catholic 
Catholic kids. This is tyranny going on as a part of this big tech. The solution in my mind is is not that we we put put Trump back on there. I don't think that's the solution. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring a good friend of mine, John Cardillo. I didn't invite him on to talk about big tech, but we're going to get his opinion on this and more topics when we come back. Of course, we want to hear from you tonight as well. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know what y'all can uh, clearly call me any day of the week, and I will welcome it. Patriot extremist, right? Yeah, looks. Uh, I'm reading up with the monitors here. It looks like McCarthy is ready to announce the GOP that are going to sit on the panel to discuss the scourge that was the January 6th riot. How about we have no panel? Yeah, yeah, right? Um, so I, I I reached out to a dear friend of mine who's waiting patiently on the phone to weigh in on that and more topics. And before we go to him, I'm going to quickly go to a caller on the phone. George from San Diego is on the line. Hello, George. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm good, my dear. I got to keep it brief because my my guest that's holding, I had to hunt him down like the dog that he is to get him on my show tonight because he's that much in demand and I can't lose him. I can't have him hang up on me. But what's on your mind, my dear? I just wanted to say that it's going to take us all to help Trump win this case. We need to be involved. Okay. We need to take a lesson from them and we need to get in the streets and we need people like you getting us in the street. Oh, well, we got to be careful if we're in the street, because evidently, if you're a Trump supporter, you're not allowed to, to exercise your First Amendment right of assemble and rally. We're so. going we're to we're have to take that. And if they come in their black little suits, we're going to have to send them home bleeding. Oh, OK. Oh, all right. Now, then that's George. George's idea of taking it to the streets. In fact, I got to I got to roll in. Not not more. I'm, I'm right. Be peaceful. Okay. I'm saying be peaceful. OK, be, be peaceful. peaceful. Okay. But if that FIFA attacks you, you have a right to defend yourself, and we should beat them down if they come to fight. Well, you know, I believe in stand your ground. And in fact, uh, that leads me. Thank you so much for calling in, George. You, you're free to call back later. I got to get to my guest here. In fact, I'm interested in having him weigh in on this caller, see what he thinks about that. Um, I, I, I was joking earlier, but not really. I hunted this man down. Uh, John Cardillo. He's a brilliant TV and radio commentator. You guys uh, you know who he is, of course. He's former NYPD cop, by the way. And I told him recently, and I mean this sincerely, he is the best I have ever been on air with. And y'all know I'm on TV all the time from Newsmax to OAN and beyond, which you may not know about John, though. He identifies as an amosexual. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if there's fluidity involved in amosexuality. Uh, Maybe he's going to explain that to us tonight. And let me tell you, speaking of big tech, I know many of you out there hate Twitter. But let me tell you, at least once a day, you need to go to Twitter and you need to read John Cardillo's timeline on Twitter. And it will absolutely make your day. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, my dear friend. 
Hey, Andrew, how are you? It's been too long. I know. It's been way too long. You're a gadfly. You abandoned us and you abandoned us with your conservative media work to go take on other challenges, not just including your beautiful horses. Um, but uh, thank you for being here with me tonight. Uh, first of all, I, what is amosexual? I saw that on your, tw- your Twitter today. Explain <laughs> yourself, know, man. Nutty le- some nutty leftists. Wait, I got to put my Legos away. I'm burning my Legos right now. I don't want the FBI <laughs> to come and knock my door down. I well, might have a Lagos out of the White House. You got to be very careful. I think it fell overboard on the boat. No, so so some nut lunatic liberal on Twitter called me an amosexual one day. I said, that is pretty. That's pretty cool. And this fluidity, uh, yeah, there's fluidity. Any count, nine millimeter, five five six, forty five. Sure, a lot of fluidity in, in amosexuality. So. You know, you would think the tolerant left would be into that, but I guess not. Oh, not. What, any any uh, comments on my caller who called in and said, look, we got to take it to the streets. And if they come for us, we got to respond. Your thoughts on that as an amosexual uh, gun, gun rights owner? Yeah, George is feisty, your caller, but he's right. Look, he, the biggest problem is this. And I think, all kidding aside, it should really chill every American. You know, people like to say anecdotal, that's anecdotal. But when you have video upon video upon video, dozens of videos, it ceases being anecdotal and it starts approaching scientific. And what I'm talking about is the repeated incidents caught on video, not a five second snippet, Andrea, 45 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes of radical left wing domestic terrorists, because that's what Antifa and Black Lives Matter really are. They're radical Marxist domestic terrorists, video upon video of them attacking innocent people in these cities run by Democrats where the police are ordered, not told, not suggested, ordered to stand down. How do I know that? Because my friends in the NYPD and other departments are telling me they're basically being told, do nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure many of your listeners, they're engaged, they know this, but if they don't, very important people research two uh, high court decisions. One is a Supreme Court decision from the 1990s, I believe 1995, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez, The other is a decision from the uh, D.C. Circuit Court, Warren v. D.C. Both of them, no need to get too in the weeds, essentially say the police have no legal duty to protect you. They don't have to do a damn thing to protect you. Maybe their department will reprimand them if they don't take police action, but you can't sue them and they can't be criminally prosecuted. So basically, if a big city liberal mayor like a Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, a Bill de Blasio in New York, a... uh, um, uh, what's her name in Atlanta and, and my, uh, what I can't remember her name in D.C. right now. I'm drawing a blank yeah. because I talk about these people all day. Yeah. Um, if they uh, order their cops not to protect you, you have no recourse. So you are your own last line of defense. But the problem is we're seeing the law abiding people protecting themselves being arrested for doing so. So it's really a conundrum, but I have to tell you, your call is right. Yeah. If these people, and I think he meant Antifa and their little black outfits, come for you, yeah, you have a legal right to protect yourself and defend yourself, and I would recommend people do it. Well, yeah, well, they tried to protect themselves in St. Louis, and this George Soros-funded uh, district attorney, you know, uh, let the let the rioters and the trespassers go, and they they got off scot free while the the homeowners were arrested. But we kind of glossed over a little bit. I mean, you were you were being tongue in cheek. I don't know if everybody's heard this story about Lego Gate and the FBI because it's because it, it ties into January sixth, and you were one of the one of the people on Twitter today that was featured in in a Fox News article, I think it was about this. Tell everybody what, what, what this, 
I can't even talk about it without giggling. It's so, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. I don't even know. So, I mean, so basically, you know, they arrested like 512 or 527 people who were in D.C., right, on right. January 6th. And apparently they picked another guy up today. The FBI raided the house and they they're making it sound really sensational. They found militia manuals and 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 manuals on how to use firearms and things like you should own an AR-15. But then they go out there. The FBI with a straight face goes out there and says, and they act like it's a smoking gun. And really gravely, they look in the camera and we confiscated a Lego that a Lego construction of the U.S. Capitol. Now, look, if, you, if, if you're going to architect your insurrection around a Lego set, I'm not really that worried about you, okay? I mean, there are probably more effective ways. First of all, have you seen the Capitol Lego set? It's like 11,000 pieces. They must have started putting this thing together in, in like 2018. I just, the whole thing is just preposterous. Well, it's and, and there's and, and it's low hanging fruit from the joke standpoint. I mean, clearly, I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking about the worst thing that that makes me fearful of this dude is that anybody that might date somebody like this. I mean, who is this creeper who's sitting around putting together an 11th? That, that's the worst part of him. He's who, who's got the time to be sitting around? Who's the dude sitting around putting together an 11,000? An adult male sitting around putting together 11,000 pieces of Lego, <laughs> right? But I when when I heard about it's this not. today, I was flashing on the scene and my cousin Vinny, where Vinny says to Lisa, it's, oh, you found it, the case cracker, right? This was the yeah. case cracker on this guy. He had a he had a Lego capital set. Is there not, somebody tweeted out today, are there not diagrams with floor drawings and and, uh, and, uh, and blueprints of the Capitol, like all over D.C.? Uh, about, about a million of them, because it was the first thing I Googled, and all you gotta do, you do a Google search, U.S. Capitol, or interior blueprints, whatever, do an image search, there are like 9 million returns on that. You know, but going back, you know, going back to the D.C. mayor, right, and I drew a blank because I've been talking about her all day, Muriel Bowser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, when, when, we, when we saw insurrectionists, legitimate insurrectionists, the Women's March in 2018, 2019, tweet things like storm the Capitol, don't stop storming the Capitol, shut the entrances down. Last week, Andrea, left-wing protesters surrounded the White House. They shut down every checkpoint. No one was arrested. Wow. At, at any of these, at any of these, we could call them insurrectionist events. Not one arrest. But I'm going to tell you, listeners, something they don't know. And this is from a source inside a federal task force. It's a local law enforcement person on a federal task force in the New York, New Jersey area. They're on the Joint Terrorism Task Force, which is FBI, state, local, and federal, uh, you know, working together. They've gotten their team in this one area has gotten almost 200 referrals from the Washington field office on supposed insurrectionists or potential suspects pertaining to January 6th. The cops on the task force, the state troopers on the task force, and even some of the FBI agents are very uncomfortable with what the Washington field office is asking them to do. Why? Well, in one instance, they've got the bank records of 75 people who weren't even in Washington, D.C. <gasps> that begs the wow. question, okay? Here's the other problem. Of those 200, little under 200 referrals they've been given to pursue leads against conservatives, do you know how many referrals the WFO, the Washington Field Office, has given them on Antifa, Black Lives Matter, or any other leftist Marxist group? 
zero, not one. When they inquired as to why, they were told, leave it alone. Wow. This is what's going on. Yeah. And that's that's direct from a source on the task force who is sickened by what they're seeing. This is a problem because we could joke about it all night. And believe me, they give us a lot of material. But we've now got a weaponized DOJ and FBI. Mm -hmm. We're no better than countries like Haiti. Russia in the 1960s and 70s, East Germany under the Stasi, DOJ and FBI have been fully weaponized by the left, and they're engaging in persecution, not prosecution, political persecution. You've got that moron walking around in the Viking helmet, the capital shaman. I mean, look, this guy's the only felony this guy's guilty of is a fashion felony. <laughs> right. This guy's sitting solitary for six months. Oh, yeah, and the judge and, and murderers. Yeah, murderers get they, yeah, there was a hearing today, I think, where and the judge yeah. still refused to have him released. We have political prisoners. Listen, America, to what John Cardillo was saying. We have political prisoners in the United States of America, and they are they are putting out an even wider net to try to entrap people who were not even near the Capitol. And we have, and I actually, and the persecution goes back years. I told everybody back in 2017, do not ignore this Michael Flynn story because let me tell you, this will be you down the road. And that's exactly where we're at. And we even had this happen under a Trump administration. I, I don't even have the time to get into Bill Barr and every and all the mistakes that were made yeah. there. You and I were one of the only people that were busting Trump for the for the bad decisions that would involved. I, in, look, I still, I still am, I think. But, you know, here's the bigger problem. It's been institutional. I've been saying this for years, for a long time, that we need a president. It's not going to be a Democrat. But the next Republican president First of all, Christopher A. needs to go because I assume we'll have a Republican in 2024. The Biden administration is like in a race with itself to the bottom. And people are sick of it. Even Democrats are over the gas prices and, and inflation and, you know, $47, $57 sheets of plywood. So the, I think the Biden administration is going to be done. And we're shining enough of a light on voter fraud where I think we'll be OK. But the next president, next Republican president, conservative president, needs both an attorney general and an FBI director kick Ray right out the door before his term's over. That is not from DOJ. Right. Because that's the problem. They keep picking these guys that are career DOJ guys who've all worked together, socialized together. They're not going after their own. And you can't clean these agencies up when you're bringing the fox in to guard the hen house or to investigate the hen house. It just doesn't work. You need outside people bringing a state police commander, bring in a big city police commissioner, bring in a county sheriff who's conservative. Well, yeah, I mean, I point someone from DOJ. Well, right. I mean, I said when when Bill Barr was nominated, I said, what what do you, you, you he's the OG of the swamp in rap terms. He's Snoop Dogg, right? He's Dr. J. This dude's wife's hanging out with Mueller Mueller's wife all the time. Are you kidding me? He's not going to clean anything out. And and I also think that we need a Republican going in there who says, I'm not even thinking about a second term. I'm going scorched earth. OK, I'm not oh, yeah. thinking reelection. Yeah. So don't be coming to me and telling me, well, if we don't do this you know we got to be careful here we got to kick this down there let's sign this omnibus bill and we promise you once we get you know back past the midterms or whatever then we'll revisit this that's crap it, it, yeah, it, yeah Dem- democrats put us in prison they want us buried under a jail or dead republicans like mccarthy worry about two percent tax cuts and put people on the one six commission but let me give you another connection right you made a good point about bill barr i don't think a lot of people know this so during the enron case 
right? Andrew Weissman, who was Mueller's deputy, terrible guy, was admonished by the United States Supreme Court. Do you know who one of his supervisors and close friends was at DOJ during that whole Enron fiasco? Oh, no. Christopher Wray. Oh. Christopher Wray. <laughs> oh, That's who Trump appointed as her FBI director. Oh, my God. This is how bad it is. Yeah. I, I mean, who do we got? Okay, so let's, you know, because um, producer Skins is asking if you can hold over. Can you hold over and do one more segment with me? Or are you got to go? No worries. Yep. Okay. All right. John's going to hold over because I got to pick your brain, John uh, Cardillo, when we come back about 2024 and strategy going forward and whether or not you think it's Trump and what we should be doing and what we, if we're not going to have third party with GOP, can we really re uh, re energize and uh, flesh out the party from within? So stay tuned. More John Cardillo when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. I posted at the top of the show, I said, look, you can call in, weigh in your thoughts on this Trump lawsuit against big tech. Also, another question I had, we're going to get into this uh, after uh, we wrap this segment, uh, final segment of the show. We're going to talk about uh, whether or not the U.S. military should uh, should be sent down to Haiti. So if you want to weigh in on that as well, 888-344-1170. And holding over through the break is John Cardillo. I may hold him hostage and never let him leave because he's just that amazing and he brings such incredible insight former nypd cop brilliant tv and radio commentator been around so long knows anybody and everybody in, in inside the beltway and what's happening in dc and before the break we were talking about the republican party mistakes that trump made going into 2024 and what the strategy should be and that also includes the strategy for us as conservatives and trump supporters in the republican party i think that as much as we might want a third party that ship has sailed now we got to figure out what to do with the Republican Party. So let's pick up the conversation, John Cardillo, from that standpoint. Your thoughts on 2024 and what to do to route out these rhinos and actually have a Republican Party that's truly conservative. Yeah, well, Andrew, you nailed it, right? A third party, and I've been very vocal about this, a third party is now and and has always been a non-starter. I mean, to have a viable third party, you'd need about $100 billion in 50 years. And one of the things people don't understand when they when they say, oh, third party, you need a party. It's not just about starting a party. The party would have no juice because you'd have no elected members. People already sitting in legislative chambers aren't going to jump ship and join a third party and be a caucus of one, two or three with no committee assignments, no votes that matter, no ability to get a bill to the floor. And so people say these things at a 30,000-foot level. Third party, that sounds good, and they think they sound conservative or MAGA or libertarian, but they don't really think it through. A third party is completely non-viable for those reasons, and about 100 others, we don't have enough time. But it's about changing the party from within, and it's about primarying the rhinos, The biggest problem, the biggest impediment to that right now is Kevin McCarthy. No matter what this guy says or does, Mm -hmm. this guy makes Paul Ryan and John Boehner look as tough as Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) This guy's Pelosi's he's Pelosi's doormat. He's weak, he's petulant. He he, look, everybody there are people I'm struggling with who try to tell you don't really know Kevin. Kevin is gonna go scorched earth. I'm the Kevin the guy, Kevin McCarthy, the guy who couldn't keep two freshmen 
rhinos, Carlos Jimenez and, and Maria Vera Salazar from Miami from voting with Democrats on gun control, mm-hmm. like their third week in the United States House of Representatives. He has that little juice with his own caucus that they weren't afraid to defy him. That would never happen to Nancy Pelosi with no. two freshman members. So it's, it's primaries for them. But what he does is he forces loyalty. So when you start to run and you look pretty good, he, you know, he, he's made this, uh, he's created this illusion that you need to be on his young guns list. So what winds up happening is they make you go out there, spend 15 hours a day on the phone to raise money. You got to kick the money back to the RCCC, the Republican Congressional Campaign Committee. And what happened? The NRCC, rather, National Republican Campaign Committee. And then Kevin McCarthy decides where that money's spent. So your donors may donate to you, and the money doesn't even get used on your race. Right. It goes to somebody more rhino-y. That's one of the things I hate about the WinRed system and the way the GOP, the establishment GOP, the RNC, handles fundraising. Because it, it's designed, Andrea, it's architected to keep these moderate, capitulant rhinos in power. So let's move over to Donald Trump. I was a big Trump fan, but I just think we need somebody meaner. Because at the end of the day, Trump is a deal maker, and he's a nice guy. I've gotten to know him a bit. I'm down here in South Florida. I've seen him about three or four times for lunch. Not at Mar-a-Lago, at the Trump Golf Club in Palm Beach as well. There's a Trump Golf Club a couple of miles from Mar-a-Lago. And he's golfing with Lindsey Graham. He's got the establishment around him, not because he's a closet establishment guy, because Trump believes people want to make deals. Yeah, he doesn't, I believe, fundamentally get that the left is sick, twisted and evil. And everything they do is designed to turn us into a Marxist dystopia. Now, I'm a Floridian. I'm partial. But I've watched Ron DeSantis crush the left through solid execution. He's a brilliant lawyer. He understands how to weaponize the law and he drives the left. You know, he passed a law down here that now students in colleges have full recourse in state schools to sue their professors. They can record the entire class. They can have an absolute even playing field right of appeal of a leftist professor gives them a bad grade or fails them for their conservative speech. He's completely leveled that playing field. Now, that's something Trump wouldn't have done because it's not sexy and newsworthy and sensational. But DeSantis is driving the left nuts down here because those are the things. You know, legislation like that, that's the long-term strategy that enables us to win down the road. Now, he set that precedent with colleges that can now be applied to high schools, public high schools and elementary schools. So I'm really a fan of DeSantis. I think Trump is going to be a kingmaker, but I'd like to see him raise a lot of money and hand his base over to a guy like DeSantis and sort of be an outside hammer, like a consigliere for a conservative. And he's going to be 78 years old. I think we also have to move back toward younger presidents. It's a real demanding job. Yeah, I, I, excellent analysis all across the board. You know, and I'm, and as you were talking about Ron DeSantis, I think you said on your Twitter feed, I'd like to see some governors banning uh, these the the jackboots. Uh, it's not how you said it, but uh, of, oh, the cap, oh, the cap, the Capitol, please over, over the Capitol. You know, p- p- these. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, maybe I misunderstood. I think I thought you were talking yeah, about at the state yeah. level going or banning yeah. them coming out and hauling our residents at a local level simply because they were somewhere, you know, into court and. and throwing them in jail in solitary confinement simply because they were somewhere near the Capitol. 
Yeah, so I'll, re- I'll recap that real quick for the listeners. So Nancy Pelosi is now going to deploy Capitol Police officers to satellite offices in Texas and Florida. It's fully legal. But the scary part is the Capitol Police is the only federal law enforcement agency that's not answerable to the executive branch, but only to the legislative and Nancy and Nancy Pelosi in particular. And so she's now deploying them, saying that, well, this is where the insurrectionists are. Mm -hmm. This is where the problems are. In reality, California had more problems than Florida and Texas, so I guess they're going to put a few there as well. But my point was, you can't stop the Capitol Police from opening an office in Florida because they have federal law enforcement jurisdiction, right? We have members of Congress that have district offices here. They've got nationwide jurisdiction and jurisdiction in U.S. territories. But local law enforcement is under no obligation to support or cooperate with them. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement and its databases are under no obligation to share information with them. And I think DeSantis would do very well. And I spoke with DeSantis's office today, and I won't I can't say who I spoke, with, but I can tell you he's being briefed and they're taking this very seriously. They were not consulted on it by Pelosi's office with the Capitol Police. They weren't notified of it and they are not happy about it. That's how you fight. You know, I think I think Trump thinks fighting is sound bites and talking tough. You know, fighting for me is actions. I, I'm into I'm into biting. I'm not into barking. And That's DeSantis, exactly it. And DeSantis knows knows how to bite. And I'm loving what he's doing. You know, I interviewed all the people, including Caitlyn Jenner, running for governor out here, and none of them were willing to willing to go so far, even with ending these mandates, these uh, communistic, you know, um, seizures of business and beyond here. Like DeSantis, I, I don't want to hear that. Oh yeah, I support you. You know, not having to wear a mask. No, I want you to sign an executive order that makes it illegal for any business to require a mask, right? That's the kind of action I want to take. And when a president goes into D.C. and under the Republican Party, I, I, I want scorched earth. I don't want if you get if you get some attorney general who recuses himself and, and, and allows for a coup attempt, that person needs to be fired immediately. You got some FBI director that's not routing out and, you know, uh, recommending charges. And, and, and we don't have charges filed against somebody that subverted the Constitution and lied to a FISA court, you know, where's the prosecutions? I want action, right? Um, yeah. that, that's what we need. Wrap us up, John Cardillo. Where do we go from here? Because it's, it's one thing as conservatives for us to complain or correctly identify the problems out there. What can we do as conservatives ourselves to be active? And I'm not necessarily talking about what George was talking about earlier, but tell us what we need to do. I don't think you need to keep that extreme. I, I think we're doing it right. You, you've got to shine a light. You've got to expose. You're watching citizens do it now in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona with the recounts. You're watching people do it by holding their legislators. Let me, let me say this. This is what you do, Andrea. So many people are focused on who's in the House of Representatives, who's in the U.S. Senate. Those people don't affect your everyday life. Your county commissioners do. Your state representatives and state senators do. Your local school board officials do. Mm-hmm. Go out there and shine a bright light on your local school board officials that are saying, no, we're going to teach critical race theory, even though it's been banned. If you can engage in local politics, that's the farm team for the House of Reps and the Senate. If you ensure that you don't have rhinos there, we're going to have fewer rhinos the next few cycles as these people ascend up to federal politics. So that's the most effective way 
to affect change right now is to ensure that at the state and local levels, the right people are being seated in office. Absolutely. And we and we've got to include your sheriffs and your chief of police oh, in that, because it, yep. who was out there implementing all this coronavirus crackdown? Who was going around to restaurants and businesses right. and trying to shut them down and and telling you you couldn't sit on a beach? It, we, we had we had a problem yep. at the local level from law enforcement. John Cardillo. We do. Nope, I agree. Thank you so much for being here. I held you hostage a long time on my show tonight because because <laughs> it's been that long since you've been on here. Thank you so much for being here. I told y'all at the open of the show, he's the best I've ever been on air with. And I think he proved that tonight. And I know that you agreed no, with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Take good care. All right. Now y'all stay tuned. We got to talk about should the U.S. military. We had four years under President Trump. One of the things that he did well is he didn't send us into any wars. Right now. Here we are. We got some president assassinated in Haiti and there's talking about sending our troops there. That and more. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, we're going to go quickly to the phones. We've got about five minutes left in the show. Mike is, from San Diego is on the line. He wants to talk about Mike Pompeo and other things. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Uh, hi, Andrea. Thanks for taking my call real quick. So, yes, actually, I'm in Chula Vista. So I oh, have to Chula. Correct that. Oh, awesome. Good uh, food but, down in Chula. Uh, yes, I can tell you a place where they have wonderful carne asada french fries. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Okay, don't They're don't delicious. be shy. Let me know. Okay, well, should I say it over the air? Yeah. It's a little place on Melrose near Orange Avenue called La India Bonita. Okay, I'll check it out. Sounds delish. Yeah, and uh, well, it, they're excellent. I always ask for extra extra guacamole on top. I pay for that, but uh, but um, but yes. Well, uh, we you know at any rate, uh, thank you and. I must say, yes, that I, I my dream ticket for 2024 would be Mike Pompeo and Ron DeSantis. Okay. Now, why Mike Pompeo with DeSantis? What What about Mike Pompeo do you dig? Well, I, I think <clears throat> I, I just, I liked the job that he did as Secretary of State, romping around the world. I thought, uh, and I, I like his demeanor, and I think that he... Uh, I, know, I, I mean, I don't know. You might, I, I'm asking because I thought perhaps you might maybe know something about him. I don't mm. uh, as far as, you know, inside track or deep state stuff. But, uh, I, you know, I, I believe me, I'm a Trump fan. I've got a three foot by five foot Trump 2020 no more BS flag in my house. Love it. Uh, but, but, uh, but, but I'm mad at Don. President Donald Trump for blowing the first debate. Um, I don't so, think that I don't think that that had anything to do. I, I believe Trump won. I think there was mm-hmm. widespread fraud. I don't know if uh, we'll, we'll, the podcast will be up from our interview with Dr. Frank last night. I don't think there's a chance that Biden won in spite of um, I, the, I watched that first debate and I was horrified at, at what happened. That was not a debate. It was controlled right. propaganda by Chris Wallace. And I thought yeah. it was despicable. Um, I, I think that I think that Trump had incredible accomplishments going into D.C. with no no team around him, no big machine facing 
two opposition parties. And I, I agree with John Cardillo that he went there as a deal maker. He, in order to build his successful uh, Trump empire, he worked with Democrats and Republicans throughout the years to get his buildings done and get his business operating. I think that's the approach that he took as president. Not really understanding the depths of the evilness of the deep state. I think he bought in falsely like Hannity into the notion that it was just a few at the top. And if he got them out, he'd be fine. Not really recognizing the extent of how cult, the cultural, the Marxist had taken over our government. And he made a mistake by not going in scorched earth. Anybody that he hired needed to be brought in from outside D.C. And I and I have some concerns about Mike Pompeo's time in D.C. I think that okay. as I learn a little bit about what went on with coronavirus. The Department of Defense was part of funding the gain of function research going on in China. Um, I, I, I just I, I and uh, I don't think he pushed hard enough. He allowed some falsehoods to be to be put out there about the leak uh, of I just I feel like we need more true outsiders outside D.C. to go in. I love DeSantis at the top of the ticket. I think Mike Pompeo might have a role in the administration and VP doesn't really do much. So, you know, it's not that, you know, I, I'm just I'm just not as wild by I actually met Pompeo once at a Brigitte Gabriel Act for America conference. And, and, you know, I, I think he's right on with the threats that we face with Islamic terrorism, I think. But the problem is, is when somebody's been inside that beltway for a really long time and become friends with everybody, they're just a part of a big family. And it's too hard for them to pull the trigger to to route out members of the deep state and the communist that have taken control. And I just think we need to, I think we need to go outside D.C. for everything. But, Mike, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Andrea. Thank you for your analysis. All right. Have a great night, my my dear. One of the things I think Trump would do really well is actually be a force of pressure like like um, uh, Cardillo was talking about as a kingmaker. Like today, he makes news. This is why they want him off of social media. He said today, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Why wasn't the shooter of Ashley Babbitt? Why ha- he, my expression the way well, he did say that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, why hasn't he been Chauvin? Right. If if the, if the tables were turned, clearly, uh, you know, referencing skin color, if the tables were turned, we'd all know who this shooter was and he'd be and he'd be already hauled off and prosecuted. So I think that there's a lot that, that Trump can do. I think he's a powerful force. I just don't know that going backwards into 2024, but I could be wrong. I'm curious what you guys think out there, because we do have 75 million Trump supporters and and he could go back in there having learned. And how awesome would it be? I know we're running short on time, Andrea, and I love former President Trump, but to have Trump back and speak out for DeSantis running for president, I think that's a win. I think, yeah. If if Trump went and said, look, I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm close to 80. This is the guy. This is the guy. And I'm going to be working with him. Trump could even have a role in the administration. Exactly. I think that I think that that could really be the win. I think that's the best plan going forward. I really yeah, do. I do too. But I'm going to ponder it, and I want to continue to hear from you guys. And uh, by the way, I think it's a simple answer. No, we don't send in U.S. military into Haiti to try to shore up that that, that country. No Absolutely way. Absolutely not. All right, love you all. Thanks to John Cardillo, the callers, the listeners. Thank you, Skins. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Come on.